What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast. Today, we're going to do an NFL combine preview. I'm in Indianapolis. I'm here with Carl Ludwig from Pittsburgh Sports Now. We'll talk about it all here today on this episode of Locked On Pit. You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Pit Podcast, everybody. As always, I'm your host, Nick Fairbot, here with Carl today. Carl, the pit beat writer, of course, uh, for Pittsburgh Sports Now. Carl, we're here all the week. We're talking to pit players. We're talking to NFL draft players. Um, first day of interviews today, and it was uh, pretty interesting. It was eventful today, absolutely. It was straight 8, 8, 8 a.m. to 11.30 p.m., a uh, little well, 11.30 a.m. Yeah. Three pit guys today, uh, three big pit guys today, three guys who should be drafted. Uh, obviously, Kalaji Kansi led the day off. Um, what do you think today? What were your impressions? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, just with how crazy it was Jalen Carter, uh, stuff breaking in the middle of the day, uh, it's never ideal, I would imagine. Um, but in, in the medical stuff kind of came up for some of them. But uh, we got to talk to Haba, Kalaji Kansi, and um, Sarasia Dennis. So we got to talk to all three of those guys. I mean, by now, all, I think you and I both know kind of what to expect from Kansi, Haba, and uh, and Voss. Um, you know, Haba did some Italian, uh, showed off some personality today. But uh, let's kick it off with Kalaji. I, yeah. I think I think he's kind of the, the obvious big guy here in the room, if you will. Uh, Kalaji Kansi, man, looking like he could be a first-round pick. More recent mocks continue to have him up there. In the first round, I think Daniel Jeremiah just had a 30th overall in his top 50. I mean, he continues just to rise up boards. What you kind of take away from today, talk with Kalaja? Uh, well, I mean, he's not like he's not shying away from being an undersized guy. He's embracing it. Uh, obviously, he knows that he's not he's not going to be a 6'3 guy. He's not going to be this huge, hulking defensive lineman. But it doesn't matter. He's still – he mentioned the leverage. He mentioned his speed and quickness. And a lot of a lot of that I've seen from the scouts right now is how, how quick he is, his first – Step off the line is outrageous. He's his get off is crazy. He's he's a he's a freakish athlete inside a smaller body. And tomorrow's measurements will will be will, will be pretty important. I mean, he if he if he's below six foot, it might be a problem for some teams. I don't think it'd be a problem. I think he's fine the way he is right now. But certainly being five eleven or whatever might scare off a few teams or two. Yeah, he's a size. Uh, he's a size anomaly. He's you know five. He could be five eleven and two eighty. Yeah, um, you know, and, and that's the thing. Obviously, not shying away from his size. It is what it is. He's an athletic freak. That's what Charlie Partridge right. kind of saw in him when he recruited him. That's why Jalen Twybett all the way back in the day said that this guy was going to be next up. Um, he's obviously, I think, going to be the highest drafted defensive lineman from the Partridge era, which is saying oh, something. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And so you look at him and just a really good football player. Um, you know, Kalaj's interviews are always interesting because, you know, he's a, he's a little bit more laid back and he's very clearly not, you know, the super mo- the most comfortable public speaker. Um, but I think what he did uh, today, just kind of watching, uh, you know, what he said and, and everything is, you know, he, he's out here uh, trying to prove people to people that, you know, there was once a pit 
D tackle that was also undersized that was doubted. Now he's even smaller than Aaron Donald was. Yeah. But I think Kalasha Kansi is willing to push those boundaries. He's not going to be a fit for every team, but the right team gets him and they can use him. I think Kalasha Kansi is going to be a pretty good player. Yeah, I mean, he mentioned he, he prefers a 3 4 technique or 3 4 defense, obviously, a 3 technique guy. He can, he can play off, off, mm-hmm. off the guard or the center. He's yeah. a, I mean, he's, he should be a guy who, who can wreck the game. He's an interior pass rusher, and teams want that now. Getting after the quarterback is one of the biggest mm-hmm. abilities you can have yeah. on, as a defender. So I think, I think he. If he finds a nice fate, like I've seen Philadelphia at 30. Yeah. Uh, I've seen New Orleans. I mean, if he can find the right fit for himself and he can get into that defense and acclimate well, I don't see why he can't be a, a seven, eight sack guy yearly for yeah. quite a few years. Now, uh, you know, Pitt fans, I, I think, you know, I, I get two fan bases on NFL stuff often. It's Eagles, Steelers. You mentioned the Eagles. I think he fits well with them. Yeah. Uh, Javon Hargrave. Is probably going to leave. Who he uh, mentioned as yeah. a player he wants to play like. Yeah, he meant, so he mentioned Javon Hargrave, right? Uh, similar build. Um, Kansi doesn't have quite the rear end that um, Javon yeah, Hargrave yeah. does. No one quite does. Uh, but Kansi's built very well in the lower half. Um, and then you look at, you know, the fact that there's going to be a hole there, and he fits in quite well as that kind of slicing guy. Then I also get questions about the Steelers, and I've heard this one a lot. Um, what about Collage at Pittsburgh? Um, I like the New Orleans fit. Yeah, you know I love that fit. Sheldon Rankins is who he reminds me a lot of. I've said that uh, there's a lot of Sheldon Rankins in Collage Kansi, and I think that would be an awesome fit for him. I think the Jets, um, you know, they're probably not going to be in the DT market. I think Quinn and Williams is going to be there long term, right. but right. Um, you know, I would. I think he's a good fit there. There's a few teams that he could fit in with, but, you know, the Steelers need DTs, but he doesn't feel like a Steelers defensive yeah, he's tackle. Not quite the, he's not quite the 4-3 interior lineman there. I, I mean, it's if, if he does go to Pittsburgh, I'm sure they could make it work. Like He's not probably like the – it wouldn't be his best fit, obviously. He, yeah. he wouldn't thrive in this system, and I don't think that would be – I mean, he mentioned today he hasn't heard from Pittsburgh yet, which, I mean, it's early. It I mean, makes who sense. knows what will happen, but, yeah, if Pittsburgh is looking for a guy, a D-tackle, Probably not going to be Kalaja Kansi just because of the the, the, the scheme mm-hmm. fits and everything aren't quite what they yeah. what they're looking for. And, and listen, Pittsburgh plays a three four. Um, yes, they play a lot of sub package four three, but even there, they like to get guys that can you know are, are a lot more power oriented things. And and I say you know he's similar. He wants to play like Javon Hargrave, but Javon right. is bigger, right? And so you know Javon Hargrave wasn't great in the Steelers scheme, but. You can't just throw Kalaja Kansi in those mm. tackle and think mm. that he's going to do what Javon Hargrave did. So I largely view the Steelers fit as not good. So uh, if you are a Pitt fan and you want him to stay in PA, you need to hope it's to the other side of the state. To me, um, I mean, I think he'd be a great fit there. Um, I, I just think, you know, if he gets the wrong team, though, it could really hurt Kalaja. Yeah. He, is, he is a really good talent. And I don't think he has to do much to his game. I think you and I both know that watching this guy play uh, here at Pitt, that he is just a really polished player that's kind of ready to go right now, right? But I do worry the wrong fit could really hurt him. Yeah. And more so than any of the other guys we'll talk about, I think Kalijah really has to get the fit out. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, obviously every player wants to have the right fit for them. They want to have the right team draft and who, who can scheme them into their system, and it, there's it's not it's not for him for every team, but every player out there isn't going to have the exact fit for them. 
Yep. So I, mean, I think you give him the he was the right team, like a mid twenties range. Yep. Third, late first round, early second round. He'll there'll be, there'll be a team who wants him. Like, yeah. He will make a team very happy once he gets there. I agree. Well, you know, we talked about all about Kalisha. Um, I think you know, borderline first round pick. He's going to be going very high, top fifty at the very least. Um, and that's going to be great for Kalaja. But let, let's talk about Voss um, because um, a few interesting notes from Voss uh, today about his coverage ability and how he thinks he needs to provide discipline. But I thought the most interesting was about how he's changing his body. Uh, what He lost 5% he lost body five, fat. I think he's like, he was 12%, now he's yeah. like 7%. Yeah, he's so. down to 225. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's – That's light, man. Yeah, he's light. And he's not the, he's not the tallest guy in the he's world. Not. He's 6'4". Six foot, like he's another guy that foot. that's like okay, you know, it's it's the the size question is, can Voss measure it well? And and he did measure at the Senior Bowl, of right. course. I think he was two thirty three at the Senior Bowl. If he's two twenty five now, um, you know, in a month he's lost eight pounds. Um, so I, I I'm interested to kind of see where Voss fits. Right. Where where would you come out of thinking uh, out of what Voss said today? Where you think he sees himself fitting in? You know, uh, he mentioned that he w- he would play Mike or Will. He wants to have the green dot. He wants to be that that leader, that communicator on the defense. Um, he's he, I. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. He's not good enough in coverage to be a safety. He's probably yeah. a bit too big to be a safety now. Oh, for sure. And he's kind of like, he's kind of a tweener right now on the, on that linebacker core. I mean, he's, I think he'll be a, he has the intangibles, obviously. Very, very smart guy. Great leader. Um, great person to be around. It's just, it, he has to find that, that niche now where he can, where he can play me. Like, I don't think he's a three down linebacker probably at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he has, like, I'm not sure if he can handle that wear and tear in his body. But I think at, at the very, very least, he should be a great special teamer. Yeah, it should be a day three pick, I think, as a special teamer somewhat. Now, you know, there's no real specific fit that's going to be like, oh, that's a great fit for Voss. I think it's just going to be a team where he can really sink his teeth into and and can really learn special teams while yeah. kind of learning linebacker. A veteran team that has yeah. some guys he can learn from yeah. and really spend a year, get, get, his, get his feet wet, kind of be that special team. Play some football, and then, mm-hmm. and then as time goes on, kind of integrate into the system. Yeah, that's how I view Voss um, largely. But, you know, Haba also spoke today. Um, and it's interesting because remember last year around this time, you know, the way too early mock draft. This right, guy getting right. first-round buzz. Now, Haba didn't have the season one. He really injury-riddled, to be quite mm-hmm. honest with you. He had a serious injury that ended his season early, um, and, and now he's just getting healthy again. But uh, kind of what did you get from Haba this season, how frustrated him and all of that? Well, I mean, Haba, it might be the most interesting man here at the Combine. I mean, he's from yeah. Italy. He, he's a, he, he, was, he was sparring with Sean Strickland, the mm-hmm. MMA fighter. He's, he's a very interesting guy. And he's, he's a big, strong guy. He's mature. He's, he's been around the block a few times. He's still, he, even though he's been around the block, he's also 
still pretty new to football. I mean, yeah. it's like he played five years now. Came yeah. from Italy at 17. Um, I know his production was down in a big way across the board this year, but, I mean, from scouts that I've heard, uh, he was very, very close many times. This year. Like he, was like a, he was a handful away from pulling a guy down for a TFL where he, he just missed a sack. And I, I think his tape is still really good. Uh, he's just he didn't have that same he didn't have the ten sacks he had last year he didn't have the the fourteen tackles for loss, but like you said when he, when he was hurt, not one word from him about how he was like, oh man I'm I, this is frustrating I'm frustrated the team is isn't we're four and four the entire way this season he was a consummate leader and yeah. and, and everyone you speak to he is he is the guy like he is like the heartbeat the emotional leader like he's he's a great person to be around even when he's struggling so i think i think he comes out tomorrow or on on friday and saturday he tests well and he runs well and he measures in well i think he will be a really a really solid third fourth rounder guy yeah i mean the guy is long the guy is pretty explosive off the edge i like hop a lot um i think he could be a real riser out of this group of pit guys we're talking about today um but when you were talking to Hobbit today, kind of what was the impression you got about the, the, the mind space he's in from the season, you know, because his season did end early for injury. And it was just a frustrating year for him um, to kind of watch personally for him because, yes, he didn't get the snaps right. numbers. You know, he didn't stuff the stats. Right, right. Um, and so, you know, Hobbit is in a weird place because he, he saw his team kind of surge at the end of the year, get their – second straight top 25 finish, but also for him personally, he's fallen down draft boards. He was banged up all year, and he really hasn't had a lot of time to train as a result right. because he's been hurt. Right. Well, he missed some time, but he, he crushed it at the Shrine Bowl. Like he was like the, yeah, he was awesome, the top-ranked uh, pass or pressure yeah. percentage generator. Um, and to be talking today, he was just confident. He was very he was very loose. He was, he was cracking jokes. He was he – was, he was, engaging with everyone to talk to he told some awesome stories like he's i think i think right now he is in the best place he can be mentally and also probably physically i mean he's he's at 65 255 every ounce it's all muscle he's not he's not some flabby guy he's all muscle he's in a great head he's he's that he's, he's heard from the jets and the titans and, and the patriots multiple times now he's met with almost every team from the shrine bowl till up to today I think Kalaya or Haba is in a great place here. I, I think he really is in a great place to be a riser, like you said. Yeah, and that's great to hear for Haba because I think he's just such a good player, such a great teammate, and you'd like to see it. But we haven't talked to everyone yet. There's still three guys. We'll talk to another one tomorrow right. when we talk right. to Brandon Hill. Um, and I want to talk about Brandon Hill. and it's, it's kind of an interesting story with Brandon Hill because, you know, when you look at Brandon – I kind of a surprise declaration. He gets an invite here, though. I mean, what do you kind of expect from Brandon Hill? And at this combine, I think it's possible. You know, Kalijah's going to test off the charts. I, I truly believe that. Yeah, yeah. I think Hill could have a pretty sneaky good day. I, when yeah, he tests. I, I'm with you on that. I think I think he'll test very well. I mean, he's very athletic. He's he's quick. He's a hard hitter. I mean, I, would he be better off going back for a year? Who knows yet? Maybe a team falls in love with him and he goes third, fourth round. Probably not. I can't imagine he goes too, too high in the draft mm-hmm. this year. Better off to go back for next year and play well and then come out again in next year's draft. But he's here. Can't go back on that. I think he'll test very well. Um, 
I think he'll probably interview well. He's a nice, he's a nice guy, very engaging. Um, he had a great year in 2021. Last year, he wasn't as involved in the defense as much. Teams didn't go as well as often. Um, but he still made he made some splash plays. He's a hard-hitting safety. Uh, he's a young guy. I think he'll test well. And if a team falls in love with him, I don't see why he can't be a day three pick. Yeah, it's just a weird guy to kind of place. I think we'll learn more about yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, definitely will learn more tomorrow. And I'm kind of interested to see where teams view him. Are they thinking of he's going to play deep or closer up to the line? Because I think he's a pretty versatile guy. That yeah, can fit in I a agree. lot of ways. Um, so I, I'm interested to see where Brandon Hill kind of fits into the whole equation. Um, Carter Ward, um, we'll also talk later this week. Interesting player. I've always been a Carter Warren fan. I think he's actually going to go higher than a lot of people think. I think he's a potential third-round, fourth-round yeah. pick here. Um, I know the meniscus injury ended his season early. Right. I, and, in fact, I'm not even sure if Carter's going to test this week. Um, we'll figure that out later right, this week right. if, if he will. But um, pretty big week for Carter Warren in terms of just interviews, medicals. Um, as long as the medicals are good, I think he, his stock will rise. I think he's really going to do work. If he's able to do pit pro day um, in a few weeks here, it's the 29th of March. Um, I think that's where he'll really make hay because I don't expect him to work out here. Because um, even if he is cleared, he's probably just got cleared from that surgery. Um, wasn't the wasn't the year he really won because no, it ended yeah. so early. But uh, Carter Warren's a good football player. I, I really like Carter Warren's demeanor too. I think he, he I think you know this this tackle class is top heavy, but. There's not a lot of depth, and I think he could be a guy that could sneak really in there. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, he was at the Shrine Bowl, but other than that, we haven't seen much of him recently, which may or may not help him. I mean, he he, he was he's a very very typical tackle. I mean, he has the size, he has the speed, mm-hmm. he has strong hands. I mean, he's also a guy team to probably love. I mean, he's a captain. Pitt loved him. He was a, he was a team leader. The younger players always flocked to him for instruction mm-hmm. and guidance. He, uh, he's he's an older guy now. He's 23, 24 now. I mean, he's the guy who'd come in probably and, and be an, like an impact swing guy yep. right off the bat. Um, like you said, I'm not sure if he's testing or not either. I haven't heard it one way or the other. But if he does, I mean, I can I can see him testing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, interviewing well. I'm sure teams will like him. It's really just about what he can do physically. And it's been, what, it's been since September, yeah. October, where he hasn't played something. He, at this point, he's probably nearing full strength. Yeah. If he doesn't go today, I'm sure he'll go at Pitts Pro Day. Yeah. Um, end of next month. So. Yeah, I, I think it's more just about showing, you know, you can get you out of your sets. Right. Um, just showing a comfortability with mobility. I don't even think the testing matters much for, for Carter. I just think it's uh, it's showing that your ability is there and all of that, and you're fully recovered from your knee injury. And I think medicals are huge. Um, so when he goes through medicals later this week, I think it will be really big for him. Um, you know, if he gets flagged, it could be, it could be pretty bad. That might bad. hurt. Yeah, that um, might hurt. Because you never know what can happen with meniscus injuries. But um, there's one man we still haven't talked about. Um, Israel Abanikanda. Izzy is uh, obviously here. And, guys, we might we might have to be on on, uh, on speedometer watch. Um, listen, there are a lot of running backs that can run in this class. But we're talking about a state track champion. We're talking about a guy with legitimate star track speed. I mean, where is Izzy going to run? It could be really quite special. I, th- I think he, I think he's a sub four four guy. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him clock a four three five four three six. I mean, last year's six guys running backs did that. Mm-hmm. The highest I think was was Isaiah Pacheco four three seven. He's now Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs running back. I can see Izzy. I can see him breaking that 
that time from last year. I, I can see a four three five for him. I mean, he has lightning speed. He's explosive. I'm sure he's been training for this for months now. I mean, I can see him having yeah. a massive, massive, massive time tomorrow. I think even more. I think he could. I think he's going to jump out of the gym. Oh yeah, uh, he, he, he will test incredibly well. He is such he's an explosive athlete. He's going to be a guy that can put on a show here. And and I, you know, he hasn't gotten nearly enough buzz. Like no, he, he has should have. At, he's doing all this at five eleven two fifteen. He is not like not like he's some. Skinny, oh, he's a big dude. He is a big, strong man, and he's explosive. Yeah, so he hasn't gotten a lot of love, but Fox Sports just ranked him as the seventh best back. Okay. You're starting to hear Daniel Jeremiah kind of talk about him a little bit. Dane Brugler from the Athletics been talking about him. So he's starting to garner that buzz. But I think in Indianapolis, when we talk about the winners, and in, I think Izzy has a real chance to be that. Um, you know, you talk about his forty time, man. <laughs> He could like there is an off chance that he he hits sub four three. Uh, I think he has it. I I yeah. He has I, it. I, I I wouldn't bet on that. I wouldn't what bet you, it either. What you can do, you can bet on on forty times. Yeah, now. you can but bet on forty times. I, if he does hit a four two nine or something, I, you know what? It's not gonna be that shot. Yeah, like, okay, I'm not fair be enough. I, prove me wrong, but I'm not I'm not shocked. Yeah, I'd be I, surprised, but not shocked. Yeah, I just know Izzy has. I, I think Izzy has it in him. I don't know if he'll do it though, but uh, he is a special athlete he's, um, he's, he's 20 years old and he has yeah. he doesn't have many many touches on on his on his speedometer now he's still yeah. a young guy with yeah with less than like 250 or well, he had this year but overall less than 500 carries in college yeah and listen right we we talked about this coming here um would not surprise me if he's the fastest running back here mm. at this event even with someone like Bijan robinson yeah and his backup yeah i mean i mean you have you know a lot of fast running back ty j spears can fly um, there's a lot of good running backs at this event this year that can really run, but Izzy can run with the best of them, and not with that frame. I mean, a lot of them, you know, might be smaller guys that can really run. Not, no one is 5'11", 250. He's sturdy, and he's built. Like, have you seen yeah. him? You see him posing without a shirt on. It's, it's abs, like a 12-pack abs. Yeah. He is I mean, a built man. One of the things I, I think – I'm interested to see if he's going to do the agilities because I think that's the one question about his athleticism is – I think a lot of people say, well, is he straight line? But Lateral he, movement might be yeah. a concern. Can he move laterally? So I wondered, uh, does does he feel confident enough to go do the three cone and the short shuttle? If he comes out and runs a four two nine, I, yeah. I'm, I'm shutting it down. Yeah, I'm saying, I mean, oh, okay, you, you see how fast I am? Come get me now. But is he is the type of guy uh, that might be that, ha- that has some dog in him? Uh, that that pit running back room had dog in them. Yes, it did. Is he did. Yes, it did. And he's the type of guy that I could see going out there and being like, "You think I can't cut laterally?" Well, and he comes out and he, he runs yeah, the, the combine, you know, combine best on the day. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, be, I wouldn't be shocked at that either. Yeah, I, but I, that I, is his his biggest weakness is lateral movement. Yeah, it's also could be something that he saves to pit pro day. Um, so I'm interested to see kind of what Izzy does from from the agility standpoint um, of everything because it's just a question that people are going to have when he's so explosive straight on. I also think he can put up some impressive bench numbers if he decides to. Oh yeah, bench. he should have a monster day tomorrow. Yeah, like, so whatever he whatever he chooses to do, he should have a monster day. Yeah, I think Izzy has a potential to really, really have a great uh, combine. Well, Carl, great, great stuff from the NFL Combine. Of course, we're here all week. Um, but Carl, tell them where they can follow you, read stuff, all that stuff. Yes, obviously PittsburghSportsNow.com. Uh, all things pit basketball, football, volleyball. Um, every sport you want to read about, I'm sure it's on there somewhere. And then on Twitter, uh, at LoBigCarl8. Check it out. Make sure to check Carl out. 
on Twitter. Read all the stuff at Pittsburgh Snow. We'll be here all week, so you'll combine updates everything Pitt. Uh, if you want to read Steelers, too, SteelersNow.com, of course, is there. We'll be at the combine. And later today, we'll also be talking Pitt basketball uh, when they face Notre Dame. Whatever happens there, whether Pitt loses or they win, you know, their share of the ACC championship. We'll talk about that. So, folks, as always, thank you for listening as I ended here. As always, hail to Pitt.